0: Few American distance runners have equaled the success of Connor McMillan in 2019. The recent BYU grad placed third in the 10,000 meters at the NCAA Track Championships, a surprise fourth at USA Championships this summer, and recently posted a 212 finish at the New York City Marathon. Connor's time earned him a spot in the top 10, and he was the third American finisher. He shared time with us earlier this week discussing his marathon breakthrough, his powerhouse high school and college programs, and lighter topics like his post-race sweet tooth. Because we had to connect with Connor via Instagram video, we apologize for the occasional background noise. It was worth it in getting to know the multi-time college All-American and one of the rising stars in U.S. running.
1: You're from the other side of the country. A lot of our listeners don't really know who you are. Could you just give us a little background?
2: Yeah, yeah. well, I am from the other side of the country. I'm originally from Utah, so I grew up in American Fork, which is, I don't know, maybe like 50 minutes south of Salt Lake City. That's where I went to junior high, where I went to high school. And then I went to BYU uh, during college, which is in Provo, which is like... You know, maybe a 20-minute drive from my hometown of American Fork. So, yeah, I'm a Utah boy. lived here my whole life, like it here. Definitely a good place to train, I think. And that's uh, kind of my background.
0: Before we go into the marathon at New York, which we want to talk about, since you're from American Fork, could you share a little bit about the American Fork uh, High School? Cross-Country Powerhouse. I know that's one of the great programs in the country.
2: Yeah, sure. Well, geez, what do you want to know? There's so much. (laughs) We
0: Uh, want all the secrets, man.
2: Maybe uh, the the heart and soul of that program is definitely uh, Coach Timo Monster. He's been coaching for a long time. And, man, that guy's got the science. He, I think, is one of the best coaches for a high school kid. It's funny. You look at some of the kids that come from American Fork High School, and the kids that go on to like the Division One level, um, they, they generally do pretty well. It's it's pretty cool, you know. It's, it's a good program because I think Timo is really good at uh, training these kids to be like really good, get recruited, um, but not overdeveloping them. They still have room to improve, and they still still go on to do great things. Um, and yeah, gosh, it's just kind of a culture, I think, that's been created there. Um, I was definitely not one of the first guys to, to get the ball rolling at American Fork. It was, like, some of the older guys I started running uh, at American Fork when I was in eighth grade, and I remember, like, the seniors at that time were, like, some really great leaders, great captains, kind of inspired me, inspired the rest of the guys to do really well, and kind of we just gained more and more momentum i think and that's been kind of the story with american fork for the last few years yeah
0: a favorite memory from that grinder hill workout that we've seen on the internet at american fork
2: oh yeah favorite memory um there's so many and they're all actually the same they're the same <laughs> memories just it, it really hurts and then, <laughs> and then you're done i don't know <laughs> uh, i don't know the first time i broke 9 minutes um which really i mean it's it's hard but it's not like super hard there are guys that break 8 minutes i mean i break 8 minutes eventually but i broke 9 minutes i think my freshman year and then like Timo will give you a t shirt that says, I like, conquered the grinder on it. And that was a really happy memory. I was like, dang, I made it. i made it in this world. <laughs> My grinder t shirt, and I'm just ready to go
0: crush it. Very cool. So, Connor, New York City Marathon, 10th place overall, 212.07. You were the third American. You were about right on the hope and expectation of Coach stone going in, said that you could run in that 212 range. Uh, Describe the experience for us. What are some highlights uh, from really one of the great breakthroughs? We we interviewed uh, Gerald Mock a couple weeks ago, and we said, who's going to be the Gerald Mock of New York City? the guy that maybe not so much is expected of, but has a huge breakthrough. And that was you for sure, man. What, what was that like? Uh, Yeah. You know, it's funny. I
2: think that I kind of was the term of New York because yeah, like you said, not a lot of people expected it. For me though, I, I did expect it. (laughs) I I thought I would run well. I was pretty confident going in. And so and so for me the experience wasn't so much like, whoa, I had a huge breakthrough, like I can't believe what I just did. It was more like uh like validating and it was really cool. It was like really satisfying. It was like, Hey, okay, like I did it and I, I did all this training and I knew that I could, but to to pull it off is is you know, I else completely. So I was really excited about that. Yeah, and there were, I don't know, what what else do you guys want to know about it? Yeah,
0: so given that you were relatively inexperienced at the distance, did you face any tough patches, any moments of truth, and if so, how did you respond?
2: Yeah, yeah, there were were a handful of tough patches. It was funny, I thought that, you know, it's a big race, um, lots of competition, pretty deep field, Um, I thought that You know i'd be able to find someone who's gonna be running about five minute pace um but i didn't i was like alone basically the entire race i ran the first maybe like two and a half to three miles with the front group and then i I was taking sports on my watch and i realized like oh crap these guys are running faster than i am or then that i want to run and so if i stick with them i run the risk of like bonking at the end and then you know maybe i don't finish or maybe i finished way outside uh, my goal so so yeah there were a lot of rough patches like when I let the group go and I looked around I was like okay where are my people to run with it was like oh there's no one (laughs) everyone went with that front pack and so that was stressful kind of a a moment of anxiety and fear And, and and it was kind of that way for I don't know. With most of the race, there were a couple of stragglers that I was able to pick off, and it was a little bit easier uh, in those moments when I was able to like catch up to them and tap them. But seriously, it was a long, lonely race. <laughs> is what I keep telling people. Like I was out there by myself, and uh, I just had to tell myself, like I'm doing it right. A lot of these guys are going to come back. And there's no way 20 people are going to stay at that like 208 well, or like 210 pace. So. Yeah, I'd say most of the race was kind of a rough patch, yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, what's it like, you know, you went out with that first group, and you're going uphill for most of the first mile on the bridge there. What's running through your mind from the start as you set out, you know, when you look at your splits, you got out pretty quick with that first group?
2: Yeah, it was funny. Uh, So I've had, like, a lot of people give me advice on this, like, a train jared and then coach Stone has done it and, and my agent is really knowledgeable about like these courses and and so everyone's like okay well don't don't freak out if the first mile is like 550 or something mm-hmm. really like that um i was like okay and so i was just running with the group you know it's the start you're not hurting yet it felt fine and then we came through in 510 i think yeah close to 510 and it was like wow okay it's pretty honest um and then the second mile, you know, was kind of screaming downhill, and it was like a 434, I think. And then, yeah, and then after that, it kind of leveled out, and that's where I was able to take and split and kind of realize, like, okay, it's time to lock the pace.
0: So when you uh, come off the bridge into Manhattan, and you get that long straight there right after halfway... Is the crowd everything you would imagine it to be for one of the top Americans at that point in the race? I gotta think people were pretty fired up when they saw you. Oh
2: yeah, oh yeah, it was awesome. That was, that was probably, that was one of the best parts of the race for sure, and and people had warned me. They're like, okay, the crowd's gonna really, be really crazy, and there's gonna be a lot of energy, so, so don't freak out and don't run super fast, cause that could come back to fight you in the butt. And I was like, okay, and so I came off the hill, and, you know, made made that turn onto 1st Avenue, and the crowds were incredible, and I ran like a 4.53, I think, uh, so a little bit fast, <laughs> uh, I even told myself, like, I'm not going to I'm not gonna get ahead of myself, I'm not going to do anything stupid, but I did, just because the crowds were, they were so <laughs> cool, yeah, seriously awesome.
0: When did you realize, after you crossed the line, that you were 3rd American and 10th overall?
2: Um, I realized I was third American because, well, okay, I didn't know I was third American. I knew I was at least or at best third American um, because I I hadn't seen Jared or Abby. And then I crossed the line and Coach Istone was over over on the left. I kind of like waddled over to him and I was (laughs) like, and he was really excited. And I was like, I was smiling and stuff because it was a good time. I didn't know what I placed. And I asked him, and he's like, he's like uh, maybe 11th or 12th. I was like, dang, like crap. Um, and then, it, I, then, I don't know, a couple more men been and He was like 10th, and I was really stoked about that. That was great. That was when I, I mean, that was when I knew. It. And then, as far as third American, I, I don't know. Uh, I think he might have mentioned it at the finish line too, and and I know that. Abdi was right in front of me, and he came over and shook my hand, and I think he said something about that as well, and he congratulated
1: me, super cool. So this was not your first marathon, can you talk about Chicago that you ran when you were 20, and like the decision going into that?
2: Yeah, sure, yeah. So I did Chicago um, October 2016, three years ago, um, that was when I was still in, in school, I had a redshirt year that cross-country season. And so I took that retro year because it wasn't looking like we were going to be a super strong team. Um, but then the next year, it looked like we were going to be really good. And then the next year after that as well. So I went into Coach Ison's office, and I was like, hey, you know, I have a retro year, and it might just be best to kind of stack the team for the next couple of years. And he's like, okay. And so, so we decided on that. And then – it was like, well, what am I going to do now? And then there had been a few guys that had run marathons before in in college, like from BYU. So I know I know that Jared did one, uh, Jason Witt did one, um, and I Iston did one himself. And I don't know if anyone else has, but it was, it's just kind of like something that had been done before. So we were like, okay, yeah, let's train for the marathon. It'll be good training. I'll be able to stay focused, like as I'm not competing. So, yeah, we did that and uh, trained real hard for it and did a bunch of workouts and mileage and went there and wasn't super confident and kind of went out went out a little fast. I, I think I went through halfway Chicago in, like, it was, like, 108. It's close to 108. And I was like, sweet, I'm breaking 216 today. This is, this is incredible then i looked down at my watch around you know mile 18 19 20, and it started showing me slower splits and i was like no way because this has got to be the skyscrapers blowing off my satellite <laughs> signal like this something up i'm running well i could feel good in it i kind of came out from from the city area and, and and then i looked at the mile splits um on the clubs on the course and i realized okay, no, my watch is actually right. Like, I'm running 6.30 picks right now. <laughs> it's going so well. So, so yeah, I kind of hit the wall there. Uh, didn't finish very well. Finished in really bad shape, actually. But, um, I think, for one, I didn't fuel very well because, you know, at the end, I, I went to the Elite tent, and sat there for 30 minutes and just ate, like, like candy. They had, they had, like, chocolate there, and I was just, like, eating it. That's, like, how, like... In bad of shape I was, um, I kind of, like deprived for like carbs and stuff. My body was so yeah. It was a tough experience, but it was a good learning experience for sure.
0: Yeah on on that note, you mentioned the the fueling issues. Was that something then you were able to carry over to New York and make some adjustments because of what you experienced hitting that wall in Chicago?
2: Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Well, I. It, for Chicago I didn't do that much like training with bottles or anything. I just kinda like take a couple of goods my bottles and just fill them with water. And I was like, okay, I'll just wash the goo with water. Um, which I mean might have worked if I I don't know if you'd done it better, but I just knew this time around like kind of the importance of fueling correctly and so I we we made sure to integrate that into training a lot more. Um kind of stress it. Uh, use it on long runs you know long tempos get used to drinking and get used to drinking more than you think you can handle and more than is comfortable because that was definitely one shock in Chicago was like you know people are saying like just like drink and eat as much as you can Um, but when you're running you know that pace it feels a lot harder Um, and when you're tired you realize like a lot harder to get it down and so yeah that was definitely something to New York and I think that helped me out a lot.
0: This has been an incredible year for you third place at NCAA 10k fourth at the USA champs in the 10k New York of course sixth in the 20k road champs how did the 10k training roll into what you did for marathon training Uh, what was that transition like and what did some of those workouts look like?
2: Yeah, sure. Um, let's see. I think that for 10K training, um, and I can't speak for all K training, but like for what I did at BYU, um, it was it's really similar kind of to the marathon. I mean, for the marathon, you kind of like kind of like cut out the the shorter workouts on the, on the shorter end, like to cut out the 400s. On the other end, you like stick on some more long intervals, kind of replace those with longer intervals, and then. Um, yeah, a lot of the bread and butter workouts were the same. Like I don't know if you saw like Flowchart Workout Wednesday for the BYU guys this week, but mm-hmm. they did ten by K. That's one we do all the time. Um, and then for marathon training, we would do twelve by K. Yeah, so pretty similar. Um, a lot of the same stuff. Long runs, though, I'd say were different, and mileage was different. Um, mileage, yeah, I bumped it up about uh, up to up to. 20 more miles a week. Cause so I went up to 115, and then in school I was like pretty comfortable hitting like 95, 96. Um, and then long runs. yeah, Long runs. I mean, we, we did a bunch of 25 mile long runs. We did like four or five of them, mm-hmm. uh, throughout the block. And yeah. And then in school I only did like 18. There was one year where I went up to 20 mile long runs, but like this year, like my senior year, I've done just like 18 mile long runs. Um, yeah, up until
0: marathon training. Two quick follow-ups on that. Sure. For, first, for the people who haven't seen the flow track workout recently from BYU, that's 10 by a K around threshold effort, correct? What was that? Sorry. The, the, the workout on flow track that is uh, 10 by a K on approximately a threshold effort, is that correct? Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and so you just tacked on two more kind of the same – type of effort for your marathon training yeah uh-huh. and then could you go into a little bit more about those long runs you did you say four times uh you went to about 25 yeah uh, what That's right what those look like did you have quality work in there or is that just uh mileage
2: like, yeah, yeah we had quality work we went like we would do some kind of like pickup every time anywhere from like two miles to four miles and then maybe sometimes we do like a mile on a mile off a mile on um yeah i think i think the gnarliest one was we did a mile pickup basically four mile marathon pace but we ended up going faster just because i don't know that's how it that's how it worked out so so those are about um like six minute pace average uh, not including the pickup and then pick up and then maybe cool down at like I don't know we'll start the pick up at like mile 18 or 19 and then just the next couple miles pretty chill after that because you're tired and stuff so that's kind of the long run
0: yeah well you had to feel like your body was ready for the pounding that it's going to take over the marathon distance oh
1: totally yeah so third NCAAs in the 10k you guys had a awesome championship Um, Could you talk about the change from the 2018 outdoor meet to the 2019 outdoor meet? (laughs) Yeah, sure. Um,
2: Yeah, 2018 was kind of an embarrassing (laughs) bust. And then 2019 was awesome. And the difference was, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I think that that we had maybe a better mindset coming in because, in 2018 we just like done so terribly and and realized like you know we can't be entitled at all like no one's gonna like hand us any of these all-american places or or anything like that and anything can happen you just gotta kind of be humble and go out there and do your best yeah i I think we had a lot more fun in 2019 you know even even before you do well you know after you do well it's easy to have and be like yeah that was awesome but but before, I think we just kind of just had a better vibe and, uh, and it worked out for us.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I, I love that response to the power of reframing the, the mindset and enjoyment of the sport, which is the whole reason you got into it, how valuable that was for your success. Now, sixth at the 20K Road Champs, afterward, you said good performance, but... You may have been a, a touch disappointed. We saw yeah. a picture of you in the trenches oh, as yeah. a soldier fighting off the Germans <laughs> on the Western Front in World War One. Seeing as we're recording on Veterans Day, you uh, stated that you like to maybe dress up to kind of laugh off a, a bad performance. No, yeah, I'm
2: just you know, I was, I was feeling kind of weird that day. I was like, you know what, I'm going to... I don't know about dress up, dress up on a daily basis. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I was like, I'm in new Haven. I kind of had a sucky race. I'm just going like, to go do something fun. So I just like walked to the hotel or uh sorry, not a hotel I went to the museum and they had this weird exhibit and it was like the trenches and they had these costumes. So I was like, okay, I'm going to just put it on. And like, I don't know, just thought I'd do something fun before I go to the airport. Um, yeah well That's what that was all
0: about we we loved it i don't want to overstate like you're just playing dress up all the time but it was <laughs> it was funny are there any other examples is is this an endeavor you've gone uh, any other times after a bad race to relax a little bit um let me think let
2: me think i don't know i, I mean I'll do stuff of the normal, like, especially once the season's over, it's like, okay, I can't let myself go, so maybe I'll just like, go eat like, six donuts or something,
0: like <laughs> get a bunch of
2: tacos and, like, I don't know, drink some soda or something like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, just let go a little bit. I like it. Yeah.
1: Give us your take on BYU's cross-country season so far, uh, your expectation as a firsthand witness for the national championship, and Connor okay. Mance's potential. Okay. Yeah. Well,
2: I think, I think that that at the start of the season, a lot of the guys, um, a lot of like the key players too, like guys who last year did really well and the year before that did really well, have kind of been injured. Like, I think that at conference we saw a lot of guys step up. Like you saw Matt Owens, who we he hasn't always been, in my mind, the most confident 10k and 8k winner. And He's like all cross country, like I'm not so sure. Um, super confident, you know. He's got great speed in, in a mile in a 3k steeple. Um, but you know, we saw he can he can do it, and he'll and he's he's tough too. So I think he'll do great. And then I think that a lot of things are coming together, so I think those guys will do really well. Um, as far as my expectation. Expect nothing less than a national championship. Yeah,
0: there we go.
1: <laughs> Speaking of national titles, talk about that NAU BYU rivalry. Oh yeah,
2: love it. NAU BYU. Um, we've never won it, but but we'll show them one day.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: and that'll be a sweet day.
0: Uh, Obviously, yeah, Yeah. that that was well stated. They've been on top of the mountain a little bit, but you guys have definitely been right there with them.
1: With the rivalry, Rory is infamous for flexing on Nau. So, who has the biggest guns on BYU's team this year? This year, or are you talking about
2: okay? uh, This year's biggest guns? Well, that's Matt Owens for sure.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's a strong man
2: oh yeah
0: well, uh, what, powerful what kind of weights that guy throwing around
2: um, he's not allowed to lift weights because if he does he's big <laughs> so, so he's not throwing any weights around
0: yeah he's just naturally a chiseled man oh yeah <laughs> yeah cool Connor let's uh, hit some just a few quick questions for you here to wrap up the bell lap we'll okay. uh, send you off with this first favorite post run meal Post from the meal, um,
2: yeah. So I oftentimes after the long run, I go to this place called Ranchero's. It's like this burrito chain. Well, it's not just burritos; they got other stuff, but it's all about the burritos if you go there. Nice. So I like to get a nice meat burrito and munch on it.
0: <laughs> hey, you mentioned that sometimes season ends. Pound a half dozen donuts. Favorite donut flavor. Donut flavor. Okay. Yeah, I like I like a
2: nice, nice chocolate cake donut, like moist one. <laughs> it goes down.
0: Love it. Uh, what shoe were you training in right now? I've uh, been in the bought a bunch of Pegasus thirty fours on eBay. So. <laughs>
2: So,
0: <laughs> uh, what are those moving for on ebay right now from 2017
2: <laughs> yeah they're like 70 bucks a pop
0: oh man get them while they're hot uh <laughs> favorite music artist
2: favorite music artist yeah uh okay yeah i like rancid I, oh. I like them a lot um sound like i don't know if you guys know the band at all, but it sounds like garbage, but it's not. It's good music. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. Well, I don't want to start anything, but with, with Gerald on last week, he um, made a comment about he thought his band Hermit Commune might be your favorite. Have you listened in to Hermit Commune at all? Well, I have Okay. It sounds interesting. Yeah, you're going to need to go out and uh, download Secret Bunker. It's a hit, man. Secret wonder. Yeah. Noted. You're, you're going you're gonna to like that. <laughs> Favorite race you've ever been a part of? Okay. Favorite
2: race. I don't know. Man. I've had a lot of good ones that <laughs> have been really fun. But I one memory from from freshman year of college was content to me. It was, it, I mean, I don't want it to slam any of the other West Coast Conference teams, but what it came down to was basically a duel meet between Portland, BYU, and then there were some San Francisco State guys uh, in there. And let's see, we were ranked, like, I don't know, maybe not even in the top ten. And Portland was, like, I think that year they were – they might have been ranked third, but they were definitely the second or first best team, I think, that year. And – and yeah, it was, it was us versus them, and ended up winning, but, but it was like, it was a big car, it was like the craziest, fastest race I've ever run, um, and we kind of ran out of our minds a little bit, um, and we lost by like two points, I got out kicked by like a San Francisco State guy, uh, otherwise it would have tied it up, and then I don't know what would have happened after that, but... That was a totally that was a memorable race. That was the highlight of my freshman year, and I was like, "This is awesome! I'm really glad I'm doing this." So.
0: Yeah, very neat. And what's next? We're going to assume the trials, and is there uh, anything in between now and then?
2: Um. Yeah, there definitely will be. I don't know what that is yet, though. Uh-huh.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah, so got to figure so that out. Still taking some time off here, getting rolling again after New York.
2: Yep. Just, uh,
0: Taking it easy. Yeah. Well-deserved. Absolutely. We are going to be in Atlanta, so we look forward to seeing you there and wish you the best of luck. Connor McMillan, top 10 at New York City, as just a young pup, third-place American. So excited to see what you and, and Coach Eyestone can do in the future. And thank you so much for joining Seconds Flat. We appreciate it.
2: Okay. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, Yeah, uh, man. You guys have a good
0: one. Before we wrap mile 43, we have a couple important items for you. First, last weekend in Indianapolis, James Quattlebaum, one of our athletes and our guest for mile 36, ran a 103-24 half marathon, qualifying him for the U.S. Olympic Marathon Trials. Congratulations to James. If you'd like to hear more about his background and training for a sub-four mile this summer, check out episode 36. Also, our co-host and dear friend Benji is getting married this weekend. We want to wish Ben and Maggie a lifetime of love, friendship, patience, and happiness from all their friends at Seconds Flat, and I hope you have room on the couch for me. Next week on the show, we'll continue our run of great marathon guests as Enoch Nadler, the top American finisher at Toronto and coach of Team Florida Track Club, joins the program. We look forward to talking to you again then, friends. So long.